Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Welcome to Faked. If you guys are new here, thank you for joining us. If you guys are here every week, I definitely appreciate you guys also listening in. And something I haven't asked before is if you guys enjoy the, you know, enjoy the podcast, enjoy what we talk about in here, then please give me a five-star rating on Spotify. That would be appreciated. It kind of pushes it up, allows me to do a little more with it and get the information out there because there is actually no other podcast dedicated to scams, counterfeit items, and fraudulent activity and stuff like that. So if we want to get this out there to more people, a five-star goes a long way. So thank you guys. Also, um, it seemed like the con episode that I did last episode, last episode, I just uh, repeated myself, but you know, I'm drinking coffee. I think I'm high off of it right now, getting that coffee. If you guys also want to know more about fake coffee, we did an episode early on on that. I'm sure you guys have listened to it, but um, it's always good to kind of refresh your memory on some of that stuff. But anyways, we're going to be talking about a con woman today, not a con man. Figured we'd keep this an equal opportunity podcast, but we're going to talk about a Julia Lyons Um which just, I feel like, begs for the pun of, like, the lion's den. But it's L-Y-O-N-S. They called her Slick. Slick Julia Lyons, which I think you could probably guess as to what um, year this came from. It's probably, like, an early 1900s thing. Hey, you Slick Julia Lyons. You think you're Slick? So she's a con artist who posed as a nurse during the 1918 flu pandemic and then robbed her patients. She seems like a really lovely... Uh, person. So anyways, let's get into this lady's history and what made her such a bad lady. So in September 1918, a 23-year-old woman, so not even like, you know, mastered craft kind of thing. She's she's 23. I mean, that's crazy. Um, Of marvelous gowns and haughty mane um, is how they described her. I don't even know what, I know what haughty is, like um, ruthless, but mean, M-I-E-N. Let's look that up. I'm thinking like, oh, it's M-I-E-N. Yeah, I was thinking like Maine, like Chima. Okay, person's look or manner. So I probably said it wrong. So like in a mean, yeah, or uh, let's see, men. Yeah, it's men. So how have I never heard of that word? That's crazy. Maybe I'm just too interested in the chow main. So anyways, let's continue on. So she was described not as like, an elegant, elegant lady. Uh, she was apparently, well, I don't know. She said, of marvelous gowns and haughty main men is what we found out there. So, so apparently maybe she was like, uh, I don't know, maybe somebody else of similar caliber. You know, like uh, the lady from Ocean's 8, I would say. Like the main, I can't remember her name. She was in, yeah, well, you know what I'm talking about. She's the one that also uh, was in the long, not the longest yard. Um, getting all of these mixed up, um, the football movie. Why can't I think of her name? And I always feel like just everyone's Julia Roberts. <laughs> um, her name is this is this is who I want to compare it to. That's why I'm kind of getting into. Oh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. That's kind of what I would picture if somebody said of marvelous gowns and haughty men. 
Um, so she was arrested at Chicago's La Salle Hotel, which is cool because I've been there, after a crime spree that included posing as a Department of Justice representative, cashing stolen checks, and performing ver- various miracles at getting ready money. So um, she was like a master of her craft. She was 23. She was ready to go. She had the young gung-ho mentality, and she apparently just covered all things to make money. So the authorities underestimated their slippery prisoner, which would be her in this instance, uh, who escaped from the South Clark Street Police Station before answering for her alleged offenses. By no means, however, had her brush with the law scared her straight, though. You know, 23-year-old, she is just getting started on her career. Um, So soon after her police station disappearing act, Julia Lyons, also known as Marie Walker, Ruth Hicks, Mrs. H.J. Barons and a range of other aliases. She had a really interesting knack at picking names. Marie Walker, Ruth Hicks. But she concocted even more of a devious scheme. So this is even before we talked about this posing as a nurse during the 1918 uh, flu pandemic. So let's move on to what she did to kind of make herself known across the world as one of these big con women's. Con women, con women, not women's, Um, which I think there's probably a lot. I'm going to be going through a lot of these con people, and uh, I'm curious as to see how many more men there are than women, or women there are than men, or, you know, just seeing, maybe there's some children, some con children as well. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. We're going to go through them, though. So, as the Washington Post reports, Chicago was in the throes of the 1918 influenza pandemic that fall of 1918, so hospitals were already enlisting nurses to kind of tend to patients at home. So Lyons, correctly assuming that healthcare officials wouldn't be vetting volunteers very thoroughly, registered as a nurse under several pseudonyms and spent the next two months caring for a string of ailing men and women across the city. So this is true. I mean, we just got through a pandemic. And I think at one point I was a volunteer for something and I am the least qualified to do any of that stuff. So this just shows you the 1918 where there was like no cross-referencing. This was probably so easy, but boy, was that brilliant, Julia. Yeah. um, So anyways, let's continue on to what the actual scam was or what the con was. So Lyons modus operandi or MO was simple. Uh, After getting a prescription filled, she'd charge a patient much more than the actual cost. So once she claimed $63 for a dose of oxygen, that really only cost $5. $5 even seems crazy for oxygen. But uh, I guess adjusted to today's money, that is charging somebody $1,000 for an $85 item. Wow. I mean, you could say that's just the medical industry now. But sometimes flu Julia... Lou Julia. Oh, that doesn't seem like something she came up with because her names were solid, but the, the, that's a terrible name. Flu Julia. Why not just Flulia? That sounds better. As the Chicago Tribune nicknamed her. So Chicago Tribune, not too hot on your nicknames there. So even summoned a so-called doctor, later identified by the police as a dope seller and narcotic supplier. Isn't that just a doctor, though? No, kidding. Um, To forge the prescriptions for her. Then she'd flee the property, absconding with cash, jewelry, clothing, and any other valuables she could find lying around that house. Wow, dude, she is like, she is in deep, I would say. So, 
As for the physical well-being of her flu-ridden victims, Lyons could not have cared less. So when nine-year-old Eddie Rogan fetched her to help his older brother George, who was out of his head with illness, Lyons reported, oh, let him rave, he's used to raving. And unsurprisingly, George died. Well, geez, she did really not care at all. Oh my goodness, this lady. Okay, so... Though um, pitiless at times, Lyons flashed her rose-lipped smile and pearly teeth and fabricated charming stories to gain the confidence of her clueless patients. So she was kind of, I guess, a looker, maybe? I need to find a picture. Maybe I'll do a little bit of a TikTok on this just so we can get some pictures out there. And I'll, I'll just do a little bit. This is obviously a little more in depth than what I'll be doing on there. But if you do follow me on TikTok, I've got a bunch of stuff on there, which is cool. So... Um, okay, so to win over old father Shellhauer, for example, she asked, Don't you remember me? Why? When I was a little girl, I used to hitch on your wagons. Oh, that's such a 1918 thing. Why? When I was a little girl, I used to hitch... Yeah, that's super 1918. So Shellhauer believed her and threw a snooping detective off the scent by vouching for lions. So she was already kind of setting up these... Um, I guess these other people to kind of vouch for her, which is pretty smart too. So vouched for Lyons, who he said uh, he had known since she was a little girl. So he, she kind of put that little plant in her plant in him. So clever she was. Uh, Lyons couldn't evade capture forever, however. So in 1918, um, so November 1918, detectives eventually linked her to Eva Jacobs, which was another girl of the shady world, and wiretapped the home of Suicide Bess. Davis, so that's maybe another con lady. Sorry, I'm drinking coffee right now. I already told you that, but it's really like coming up. Maybe I'm just not going to drink coffee while doing these anymore. That's probably wise. Um, so wiretapped the house of Suicide Bess Davis, where Jacobs was staying. So through their eavesdropping, they discovered Lyon's plan to marry a restaurant owner named Charlie. They trailed Charlie, who unwittingly led them straight to his new and felonious bride. So she got she got sloppy. She got sloppy. And apparently, I'm going to look up the Suicide Best Davis. That sounds terrible. Um, like, what a thing to have as a name. Um, maybe this is another Chicago Tribune name. Oh, I just copied V. All right. Um, Suicide Best Davis. Let's see who she is. Um, so it really doesn't... Oh, Anthony Davis murder. Was it Ashanti Best now? Where is it? Murder of just... doesn't look like anything came up outside of... Outside of the Julia Lyons story. So maybe she... No, I don't know. Maybe she made her up in order to bypass rent. Maybe kind of like an LLC setup, but it's... <laughs> Suicide best um, on the lease holding name there for the rental or home. Suicide Bess's home. Oh, so um, apparently through this whole scheme, she was caught because they wiretapped the home. So the weddings all bust up. You got me, Lion shouted at the detective surrounding her. They carted the couple back to the station where they asked a bewildered Charlie how long he had known Lyons. Ten days, he said. That is, I thought I knew her. Oh my gosh. Charlie, 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 you were a thirsty young man. Ten days and you're getting married? That's crazy. When it came time for Lyons to appear in court, Deputy Sheriff John Hickey volunteered to transport her 
Um, be, care- be careful. She's pretty slick. You know, Chief Bailiff John C. Ryan told him, don't let her get away. Oh, my gosh. You say something like that, and you're guaranteeing this lady's getting away. That's in every movie. It's like they didn't watch any movies in the 1918. Jeez. Um, so detectives Frank Smith and Robert Jacobs, who had headed the investigation and arrested Lyons in the first place, echoed this sediment, citing Lyons' previous escape from South Clark Street. She'll go if, you get, if she gets a chance. Better put the irons on, Jacobs advised. Hickey shook off their warnings with a casual, oh, she won't get away from me again. That's the worst thing to say. I mean, what? Hickey, what the heck? He was wrong. Believe it or not, he was wrong. So Slick Julia escaped again. So Hickey did successfully deposit lines at the courthouse where about 50 victims testified against her. An hour and a half after Hickey left with Lyons to bring her back to jail, however, the police received a phone call from an excited Hickey with some shocking news. Lyons had leaped from the moving vehicle and climbed into a getaway car, which sped away so quickly that Hickey had no hopes of chasing it down. So Hickey's story seemed fishy for one. He mentioned that they had stopped at a bank so Lyons could withdraw some cash, leading officials to believe that Hickey may have accepted a bribe to set her free. They also happened to be suspiciously far from the intended destination. So they think this was kind of like a conspiracy. You know, they're going to end up trying to catch her again later. You might as well get some money out of the second time. So maybe Hickey was a brilliant man. Um... So if they were way out there, Ryan told, if they were way out there, Ryan told the Chicago Tribune, they must have been corroborating together. So they were, it looks, I mean, I would say they were corroborating. That seems like super obvious. I'm no detective, but of course you're going to make money off of it. You might as well get some of it now and then you're going to go, you know, he's going to still get paid to go back out and try to get you again. So you might as well do it. Furthermore, a friend of Lyons named Pearl Aldridge actually confessed to the police that the entire plot had been prearranged with Hickey. So there we go. That's what we're talking about. He was suspended and investigators were forced to resume their hunt for Slick Julia. So she was a schemer to the end. So in March 1919, so a year later, after pouring through nurses' registries for a possible lead, detectives finally located Lyons under the name Mrs. James at a house on Fullerton Boulevard where she was caring for a Mrs. White. So Mrs. M.S. James, uh, or Flu Julia, or Slicker Julia, um, who walked away one November day from former Deputy Sheriff John Hickey, walked back into the custody involuntarily last night, the Chicago Tribune wrote on March 21, 1919. Hmm. So, I mean, she clearly was in cahoots with Mr. Hickey here. Um, and yeah, exactly. He made his money and then was able to probably make more money at the end of it because there's probably no paper trail. I'm not sure if he ended up or if she ended up maybe pleading against him. Who knows? I don't see anything in here saying that. So in addition to her 19 previous counts of larceny, obtaining money by false pretenses and conducting a confidence game, Lyons racked up a new charge, which is bigamy. So her Marriage to Charlie, Charlie, the restaurateur still uh, existed, I guess, on paper, and Lyons had taken a new husband, a soldier named E.M. James, who she had known for four days. Man, she must have just been... Either the men back then were just ready to go fast, or she was just a babe 
I mean, four days and 10 days able to do that. That's insane. So with no unscrupulous officer around to help Lyons escape yet again, she was left to the mercy of the court system true to her um, slick Julia stayed scheming until the very end of her trial. Um, first claiming that she had been forced into committing crimes against her will buy a band of thieves and then pleading insanity. So nobody was convicted or sorry, nobody was convinced uh, somebody was convicted. The jury found Lyons guilty of larceny, and the judge sentenced her to serve one to ten years in a pen- penitentiary. One to ten years? So just like that, flew Julia traded in her nurse's, uni- nurse's uniform for a prison uniform. Though whether she donned her healthcare costume again after her release remains a mystery. So there was no follow-up to that. She probably continued doing exactly what she was always doing. But boy, oh boy, you just wonder, like, back in the day, how easy was it to get away with stuff? I mean, she had about 30 aliases, and there was no social media. There was no face tracking. Oh, my goodness. It was probably, like, too easy, which is probably why there were so many stories of convent. I mean, today, now you have to really be behind computers. You have to be behind encryption, and there's really no, like, face to anything. It's always just kind of like ones and zeros so guys i hope you enjoyed this one and again remember to rate the podcast if you do enjoy it um a five star would be lovely um on spotify that'd be amazing so guys remember the faked items there are those who produce them those that purchase them and those that listen to this podcast i will see you guys in the next episode bye